Hey, it's not quite the DeLorean, but we're going back in time with a new podcast feed full of all my favorite interviews in the history of the Bill Simmons podcast. We're coming up on seven years now. I've had an unbelievable collection of athletes, celebrities, showrunners, directors, Matt Damon, Denzel Washington, Adam Sandler, Kevin Garnett, Shirley Theron, Tom Hanks, Bill Burr, Kevin Durant, Peyton Manning, The Undertaker, Eddie Vedder, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, he actually came on. Dave Grohl, Quavo, Barack Obama. I mean, what else can I tell you? I've had Al Pacino with Barry Levinson. I've had people like Steph Curry, Jason Bateman, John C. Riley, Jonah Hill. I could just, I could keep going and going. Listen, whether it's your first time or you're planning to revisit all your favorites, follow the Bill Simmons podcast, the interviews on Spotify right now. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on all of the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page in the post and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen at the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and up in President Select States. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Ringer Gambling Show, boxing edition. I'm so excited be joined by Raheem Palmer. So we're going to be doing this, Raheem, every time there's a big fight. Could be monthly, could be a couple times a month. Just We will go where the boxing schedule takes us. You fired up, buddy? I'm very fired up. I think we got a good month. I mean, we got a lot of fights coming up this yeah. summer. Um, I'm really excited. This is our first boxing podcast. So um, hopefully you guys like it. You know, Give out some winners this summer. And we got some big fights coming up this fall, too. So we're going to turn this thing on up. Hopefully we pick some winners because the last bet I made was on George Camposis, which, uh, spoiler alert, not a winner. So we're going to get to Ryan Garcia against Javier Fortuna, a fight that was scheduled in the past. Um, Ryan Garcia has one of the more interesting careers in modern boxing um, in the sense that he is undefeated. At one point, he was an absolute superstar in the sport. Um, it's funny, I was just watching some breakdowns and watching some tape of, of his fight against Luke Campbell. And after that fight, even though he got knocked down, people were saying, this is it. The, the, the superstar trajectory is here. It's a rocket ship. He's going to be 
uh, with the greats of, of the lightweight division. And here we go. Um, he pulls out of the Fortuna fight a couple of years ago due to mental health problems. He switches trainers. He's now with Joe Goosen. He has some flaws that are pretty well documented. He does not tuck his chin in at all. He's very straight up. Um, but he, this is, you know, Chris Mannix talked to him and he said that Ryan Garcia views this as a reset in his career. This is not a mega fight, but it is the start, hopefully, of something where Ryan Garcia gets back on that track. Raheem, how do you view this fight? I view this fight as, look, I look at, look, Fortuna, I, I think he's a veteran, experienced fighter. I mean, he's a guy who's awkward, and he should be able to give some problems to Garcia, but I'm, and he has some pop, but I'm not sure if the version of Fortuna that would give him problems exists. I mean, he's 32 years old. He's going to be 33 this year. Garcia is 23 and should be headed towards the prime of his career. I just, I mean, you pointed out a lot of Garcia's flaws with being, you know, standing up right, um, not tucking his chin. And I think a big problem for Garcia is that, along with the mental health issues, is that when he was with Eddie, um, Rosario, I mean, yeah. um, Reynoso, um, Reynoso. He, yeah, he just didn't, he, Reynoso was, I mean, he's training Canelo. He didn't have enough time yeah. for Garcia, especially a Garcia who's not necessarily taking his career seriously. So, I mean, he, and his first fight with Joe Goosen, to me, he didn't look that good. I mean, part yeah. of it was he fought Emmanuel to, 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 Tego. How do you pronounce Tego. it? Tago. And it's just like, Tago just, he was in no interest. He had no fight. interest in fighting that. Like, he did not want to let it. There was no entertainment value flowing from Tego at that fight. Ryan Garcia was almost handcuffed by how much Tego did not want to have an interesting fight. But at the same time, you know, you kind of got to blame Garcia for that, too, because when you look at the CompuBox stats, he, yeah. he landed five jabs the whole fight. And <laughs> that's, that's a weapon that he needs for this fight. He needs to be able to keep Fortuna on the outside. And yeah. I'm not sure he's going to be able to do that. I mean, I mean, he has a good jab, but he does just doesn't utilize it. And I think when you get with a new trainer, it doesn't happen overnight. It's not one or two fights. Yeah. It takes time. So I'm I do think that Garcia can stop this guy, but I'm actually leaning towards the over seven and a half rounds just because Ooh. I think. Yeah, like I mean, like I mean, look, I think both fighters can actually, you know, they're going to put the pressure on each other. But I just think seven and a half rounds is a little too low. I mean, what's your thoughts on this? Okay, so I agree. I, I think part of this is the fact that he went the distance with Tego. But Tego just ran around the ring. He was doing sprints, okay? Like, it was a different type of fight. I think the fact that Fortuna is a southpaw is really interesting to me. Because Luke Campbell is also a southpaw. And you wonder, and I hate when this happens, but so much of the pre-fight talk in this, in this round of media has been about how the next fight is Tank Davis for Ryan Garcia. And I like yeah. there is no better indicator to skip a fight than when everybody's just talking about what the next fight could be. So I hate that. I actually don't want to get in like in the weeds on what the next fight is. And by the way, whenever someone says Tank Davis is the next fight, it's never the next fight because it's Tank Davis and that's how they operate. Okay, that's how his team operates. Yeah, I mean, um, they're, they're basically the fighting fight. only guys on Mayweather promotions at this point. That's right. That's right. And so, or just guys who aren't, a threat like he hasn't fought a top guy yet you know um okay so let's let's put the tank davis thing aside but tank davis is a southpaw and so there's there's a theory that maybe this whole thing has been let's get ryan garcia comfortable with southpaws and then he can fight tank davis part of this is ryan garcia's best 
punch is the counter left hook. Um, and that, you know, part of that is, you know, again, Luke Campbell knocked him down. He is open because of it. Um, and he had trouble with that. He'd had the, the liver shot. I think, I think I was watching some, some, uh, Ryan Garcia liver shots earlier today. He's really good at that. He had some against Campbell. Um, I'm intrigued to see how this works because Javi, Javier Fortuna, you alluded to it, Fortuna, you alluded to it, is a, uh, is a veteran, but he's not good. You know, he's crafty and he might do some interesting things, but he's not that good. So I think Ryan Garcia with the height advantage, with the reach advantage, I think he can get him pretty good. I think, I think if, if Fortuna wants to let his hands go, and I think he does, um, I think we're probably going to see, I think we're going to see uh, Garcia stop him probably later. And that, that, that's what I'm thinking. So, I mean, honestly, like FanDuel right now has Garcia minus 200 to win by KLTKO. I think that's probably the best bet. I think it's going to come later. Um, so, I mean, honestly, I do think, like, I don't see it being an early stoppage because I do think he can give Garcia some problems. But, I mean, Fortuna's really slow. And I think yes. Garcia... And, and Garcia's his, really fast. Yeah, and I think... Even this Garcia, version of Garcia. his whole career is that he's he's basically... He's lived off the fact that he's faster than everybody. He's faster than everybody. He just has that skill. And he hasn't really had to... He hasn't been forced to pick up good habits, which is why he doesn't tuck his chin, which is why he stands upright. And I think this is a fight where Fortuna is going to give him some problems initially, but I think mm-hmm. eventually Garcia is just going to knock him off. I agree. I mean, some, I hope Goosen has just g- given him some semblance of defensive posture and the understands because once he starts climbing those ranks, he's going to get got pretty easily. I mean, he, sometimes with the way he stands, it's like he's taking a boxing class. It's like a rumble, okay? Like, the, yeah. just, just kind of the, the weird kind of stand up straight, don't know what you do with your chin. Um, and, and, and this is not me, like, bragging on the guy because the quotes that Ryan Garcia has given in this, this press tour um, for this fight are that he didn't he didn't really care about the defensive details before this. And he mentioned Reynoso and, and maybe that he wasn't getting drilled in on some of the fundamentals, but he was basically just saying that he's keeping his chin down. Um, he doesn't, it, d- it didn't matter if his, his hands are, are up or not. You can get knocked out with the way he was, he was walking around with, with his chin up. Um, and he was, ba- he basically admitted he wasn't paying attention to the details of defense. Fortuna's not that guy. Like Fortuna's not going to punish you on this stuff. He has three losses in his career. He's not elite. Um, it could be interesting. And I, I goes back to this, Raheem, and, and you studied this stuff really closely. Sean Porter earlier this week said this could be Garcia's easiest fight or it could be his hardest fight, depending on Garcia. Depending on how yeah. many improvements he actually made. Is he in the gym? Is Goosen actually teaching him anything? And we've seen, I think we're coming out of this a little bit, Raheem, but like during the COVID era of boxing, I think we saw a lot of upsets we should not have seen. Because, mm-hmm. A, the training regimens were weird, or guys didn't take things as seriously, or even, you know, you talk a little bit, and this is not a Garcia-specific thing. I think some guys were in a mental health rut. Um, you know, it's, mm-hmm. there's not as much energy in the gym. Um, mm-hmm. Everything just gets, you know, you're, you're alone a little bit more. It, it, I feel like we were in a kind of a weird area of boxing there for a couple of years. And for me, I always have hesitation on these kind of blowout odds fights. I and mean, I think... The latest thing I saw was that, that Garcia is, a, is, is minus 1,200 to win this thing. I always have a little bit of trepidation on these fights now over the past two or three years because there's been just a lot of weirdness in boxing, Raheem. You know, I, that's a good time to actually segue because we had some weirdness with this fight. Like, I don't know if you saw, but this fight is actually taking place at Junior Welterweek. 
it's at it's at one forty. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of one thirty five, and a big reason why is because it's it's to accommodate Fortuna. Um, apparently Fortuna went into camp a little heavy and didn't think that he can get down a little lower than that. So, I mean, he had like a seven week training camp. So you got to be worried about his condition and coming into this fight. And I think that's going to play out big, especially in the later rounds. So I, I think you got to factor that in too. Um, this, this is going to be a really interesting fight. Cause I, I think there's a lot of variance on how I can go. I, I think, I mean, you, you handed it on with the, the Sean Porter, um, it could be his hardest fight or his easiest. And I, I I mean, when you look at Fortuna, his last seven fights have just been completely mixed. I mean, he had yeah. impressive knockout, knockouts. He's missed weight. He's had fouls. He's had no contest. And it's just like, <laughs> this thing could either go off the rails or it's just like, he could go out there and do the unthinkable. And when you look at Fortuna, I think he knows that he has to get a stoppage. Like, I mean, yeah. we've, we've seen the Golden Boy cards <laughs> for years. I mean, with Canelo and, Obviously, Garcia's fighting in his own backyard. So, yeah, this is going to be a really interesting fight. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida. We'll be in New York. We want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side-by-side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The only pitfall I see, other than Garcia didn't take this seriously, which I don't think is going to happen. I also don't, I, I think that it's funny because Garcia, I was actually a little bit worried. I don't know if you saw the quote. He said, it doesn't matter if I'm, not, if I'm not 100%, I can still beat Fortuna at 65%, which at first worried me. And then the more I thought about it, the more I thought it was, it's probably true. Like, let's be honest. Maybe not yeah. 65%, but even if you're not acting like you're, you're fighting Tank next or Devin Haney next or, or, or you know, Tiafima Lopez, like, even if you're not in that mode, you're still probably going to beat Javier Fortuna. Now, having said that, my only concern here outside of what I just said is that to get back in the mix, Ryan Garcia has to score some style points here. And he might yeah. go headhunting. And I don't, I just don't know what that looks like. We don't know what a, I don't think he's desperate or anything, but I do think that he's got to, I mean, you think about the momentum that a Tank Davis has every Sunday morning after one of those knockouts where he, you know, his knockouts got 5 million views, you know, whatever it is. He's just got to have something where, where that gets back in the mix. And the only thing I can think of is if he opens himself up a little bit, we already talked about these defensive problems, um, and Fortuna lets it fly, maybe, maybe there's a chance that that, 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 could, that could come back to bite him. That's the only thing I thought of is just, you know, listen, this is human. This is humanity. And, and Ryan Garcia knows he's got to do something in order to get, I mean, like some of this stuff, the viral stuff, I don't know if you ever saw it, but the, the FaceTimes with Tank where Mike Tyson was, was, was putting them on with each other and they were talking shit to each other, like... That stuff's going to start pretty soon. And I think 
Garcia is going to want to send a statement in this fight to say, like, I'm, I'm at that level and let's sell some pay-per-views. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely think that. I mean, he, he kind of has to do that at, at this point in order to get that big fight with Tank, which, I mean, we're not sure it's going to happen. One thing I want to say about Fortuna is that, look, I mean, he does, he's at a disadvantage. He's 5'6", reached 68 yeah. inches. When you look at Ryan Garcia, he's 5'10", reached 70 inches. And I think a good comp for this fight is Fortuna's fight with Robert Easter Jr. I mean, yeah. Robert Easter Jr. is... A tall, he's a tall fighter, 5'11", 76-inch reach with a better jab. And, I mean, he lost in a, in a um, pretty much a decision there. So yeah. I do think Fortuna has the experience to kind of make this tough and a, a long fight. I think he's going to push Garcia. So I, I think more and more I talk through this, I, I just I, I think this could be a late stoppage for Garcia, but I, I think it goes over to seven and a half rounds. I just, to me, that's a really, really low total for this fight. I mean, when you have an experienced yeah. fighter who really hasn't—he hasn't been stopped. So um, I think that's 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 probably where I'm going to go with. I think a late stoppage for Garcia. Is there anything else? Um, so are you going to? What, what are the bets for your for this fight for you? Just to um, over. Look, I, I'm I'm leaning. Look, I'm right now. Like I'm I'm probably not going to play anything personally, just right. because I'm. Look, I don't really like to. I don't know how Garcia is going to look with this yeah. new trainer. I mean, like, his last fight just was not impressive to me. So I can't actually back it. But I do, like, if I have any leans for this fight, I'm leaning over seven and a half rounds and Garcia minus two, 200 um, by knockout. I think those are my leans. And I, I think the the stronger one is probably the over seven and a half rounds just because I just, I, I, I can see Fortuna pushing him. All right. Uh, anything on the calendar that you're excited about in the next couple of months for him? We would do. I do. Unfortunately, uh, our producer Stefan just asked us about Jake Paul. I do actually want to spend one minute on that in a second. But when you look at this calendar, we got a couple of nice months ahead for him. Oh yeah. I mean, we do. I mean, obviously, I'm I, the the fight I'm looking forward to is obviously Spence versus Crawford. Um, that's. I mean, October if that happens, that's going to be. I mean, incredible. Obviously, I want to see Houston versus Joshua. Yeah. That's like that's like next week. So yeah. <laughs> we'll be back here next week to break down that fight. Um, I mean, there's a there's a lot of good fight, and I also I want to see Teofimo Lopez yeah. bounce back. I just uh, he like, can I mean, to and me, he can yeah yeah. It's just to me, it's just like he had like he came off the fight with Lomachenko, and I thought he was going to be the next big star, and then he kind of kind of squandered. I mean, a, a big part of that, like you said, was the pandemic and COVID. So I want to see how he bounces back. Yeah, I was at that fight um, and I, I I couldn't believe it. And I I, I thought, it's funny, I, I joked about betting on Campos in his last fight. I did not bet on Campos in the, in, at MSG, um, at the, the theater there. I, that was a stunning, um, that was a stunning fight and you could just tell how sloppy Lopez was. And I think that he can clean that up. He's got a fight on August 13th against uh, Pedro Campa in Vegas. I, I actually think that of all the guys who have been uh, knocked off track over the past couple of years, I think he's the one that's most likely to get back into it just because, I mean, I'd love to see maybe another Lomachenko uh, fight, maybe another Camposis fight where he gets to prove it. I mean, Lomachenko obviously has something to prove uh, because he was such a dud. He had a shoulder injury. Like I, I, I'm intrigued to see where Lopez's career goes from here. Um, but yeah, that that's that's one of the guys I'm circling. All right, Steph asked us if we bet Jake Paul. 
And I'm curious how you even view these things. Because, Raheem, it's not just, I, I wish it was just Jake Paul, but it's not. Like, we were joking, I'm in Los Angeles, the NFL meeting, and they're like, we were, somebody asked what Adrian Peterson was doing. He's fighting Le'Veon Bell this year. Like, I just, <laughs> we're, 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 what do you even start with this kind of stuff? And I'm curious, uh, the most eyeballs right now in the sport seem to go to Jake Paul type fights, and he's an amazing matchmaker. And he, listen, he's done good things for the sport. I mean, he just co-promoted the biggest boxing match in women's uh, boxing history. And I think that you you got to take with the, the good with the bad. Yeah, there's a certain sideshow element, but like he he appreciates it. I always go back to what Max Kellerman said on Rosillo a couple of years ago, which is the, both Paul brothers treat the sport with respect. And yeah, they didn't start at age five. They weren't born into this, but they train. They understand like the sport and and what to do and given the circumstances they're doing as as well as they could with just just the approach to the sport. I would argue that someone like Ben Askren who didn't even train for that fight and basically stole a million dollars old Floyd Floyd Mayweather legalized robbery thing, he took he took the fight game far less seriously than one of the Paul brothers um does in any of their fights. So, how do you approach the just the Paul brothers in general here? When betting. I'm going to be honest, I think they're good for the sport. And I think you have a lot of good fighters out there who don't know how to sell themselves. And when you look at like the guys that we love growing up, I mean, I mean, even you go back to Ali, you go back to Tyson, you go to all of these guys who is loved by the public, they sold themselves to the public. And I think Jake Paul and Logan Paul, they just bring more eyeballs to the sport. And I think that's a positive thing, especially with them taking it serious. Now, <laughs> um, I love that, I mean, at least in the case with McGregor and Floyd, you you created <laughs> the biggest betting opportunity ever for Sharps that you could ever imagine. So I'm, I'm hoping we get an, another opportunity like that again. But it's just, I mean, Jake, <laughs> Jake Paul, to me, I mean, He's a serious fighter, and I think you can't you can't take him lightly. So, I mean, there's a reason why sportsbooks are making him favorite in these fights. He's knocking everybody out. I, I love to see it. I hope he can, you know, really build his career up and actually, you know, become champion. So, I, I mean, as far as betting, I'm not going to be laying any money on these on these fights, but I, I'm enjoy I'm enjoying the show. Yes, I agree. And listen, like it comes back. Modern boxing has its problems. I mean, the, you know, I think that the 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 guidepost quote for anybody, everyone always talks about the Floyd legalized robbery thing. Like in that, I think it may have been the same press conference. He basically gave like forty minutes on on basically how to again when he's fight, fighting Logan Paul, basically forty minutes on on how he he operates in the financial game and basically wins at the bank. And one of the quotes he said was, "Your children can't eat legacy." And I yeah. I think that. That, to me, was pretty interesting, where Floyd does not care if it looks like a circus, if it looks like a joke. He's making millions of dollars, and he's, he's good on that. And I think that the way modern boxing is set up now, where guys on promotional companies can make a million and a half dollars on a cable network, getting a bunch of views you know, after a football game or whatever, and they don't have to fight anybody, like that's, that's the problem. Um, yeah. And I think that we need to get back to maybe just understanding that that maybe the financial incentives need to be different. Maybe, I, frankly, it needs to be us. Like, we need to order these pay-per-views. The problem is so, so many of these pay-per-views that end up, that are the fights we want, nobody buys them, right? And like yeah. the, the Crawford-Spence fight, if that doesn't do a ton of money and a ton of buys, like 
it's going to set boxing back a lot because they're going to say, wait, why did we do this? Why did one of these yeah. guys put their zero on the line for this? Like, no, let's go back to fighting, you know, Ugas for, for, you know, 2 million bucks. We, we like that. It's much easier if you're a promotional company. Yeah, I, I think we've, and I love Floyd Mayweather to death, but I think we've reached a point to where it almost feels like the boxing community, its fans, its promoters, everybody in the sport is taking it like, yo, you can't take a loss. Now, obviously, Floyd Mayweather's career was built on the fact that he's a defensive wizard and he had to market himself as a guy who nobody could beat. So he can't, he couldn't take a loss. But guys have taken losses all the time. Ali is the greatest fighter of all time. He's taking losses. So it's just like, we got to stop this thing where, okay, I can't lose or the, your stock goes down. It's like a true champion can bounce back. And I think the frustrating thing is, like you said, we're not seeing the fights that we want to see. I mean, obviously, for a long time, we had the Cold War <laughs> with, yeah. I mean, Al Heyman's company and Bob Arum. And it's just, you want to see a lot of these big com- promotional companies work yeah. together. Like, even a guy like Terrence Crawford, he's over in top rank. He's not fighting anybody. So, yeah. I, I think, like you said, you kind of got to vote with your dollars. Um, and I think that's the best way to do it. But, I mean, you got a guy like Tank. He's not fighting anybody, but he's giving people exciting fights. So, it's it's hard not to to pay to tune in when you're seeing him stop a guy. So um, it's, it's, it's really tough. It's, it's tough. And I don't know how you solve it. We, we, we got to take the, the fights we do get, which again, we're excited about the next couple of months. We'll be here. We'll be doing it. We'll be doing the breakdowns. Uh, anything else for him? Um, I mean, that's it. I mean, we'll be back next week for Usyk Joshua. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. We, we'll see what happens with Ryan Garcia. Hopefully he can really step up to the plate and like really get yeah. his career on track. I know he had those mental health issues. I mean, we've seen the split with Canelo and him and Canelo going back and forth, Canelo calling him a kid. So, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully he can turn it around and, and really be that star. I mean, this guy has like 8 million followers on social media. So I really want to see him be the guy. Well, also, like, I think it was Oscar De La Hoya said he needs to respect the legends of the game. Like, I do think that there's a maturation process with, with Ryan. That's it's it's gonna happen. But I also say like you mentioned the the guys don't want to give up their zeros thing. And Ryan hasn't lost, but he's overcome so much of it. And the narrative one thing I don't think younger boxers understand, especially with the 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 no losses thing, is like redemption and the narrative is part of boxing. It always has been. And like you mentioned Ali, like not only did he suffer losses, he avenged the losses. That's why he became the greatest of all time. Like nobody when he died said, oh he lost to Ken Norton one time. No. Like he, he, yeah. First of all, he beat Ken Norton after that. Um, but second of all, like that's that's the the arc and the narrative of your career. It's really important. And so Ryan Garcia, after the mental health issues, changes trainers. Like this has the opportunity to be an incredible story if he's ready for it. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, he, it really does. I mean, even when you look at a guy like Manny Pacquiao, nobody cares that he lost that last fight to Marquez. I mean, at the end right. of the day, when you take on all challengers, you get rewarded for that in terms of your legacy. And I just think so many people, like, I think people get the, the Floyd Mayweather blueprint wrong. Like, people forget yeah. that Floyd Mayweather at lightweight was taking on all challenges. Everybody! Second, everybody! Yeah. It was the second half of his career when he became the boxing's biggest cash cow that we've ever seen to where it's like he felt like he had to be more select, selective in order to make money. But that first half of his career, he was fighting gods. He he earned his stripes. And I need to see some of these guys do that. I mean, we got the four kings of boxing right now. You got Garcia, Haney. Yeah. You got Lomachenko, Tank. When are they going to fight each other? And I think that's what yeah. we need to see. 
All right, Raheem, we're going to do this every time there's a big fight. We'll be back for Joshua Usyk. I think I think I know who our pick is going to be on that one. There's, there's not going to be much of a surprise for, for, for the yeah. listener coming. <laughs> the um, pound for awesome. pound best in the sport right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys. Thanks for listening to the boxing edition of the Ringer Gambling Show. We'll see you soon. Thank you to Stefan and Airsoft for production help, additional production permission. Bye. Bye.